Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossfit, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossfit.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Abba, we do belong to you. We belong to you. We belong to you. You are creator God. You created everything. You created everyone in this thing. So we belong to you. Even if I don't belong to you, I belong to you. You know what I mean? But he also bought you with a great price. He bought you with a great price. Thank you. And it's in Him that we find our identity. It's in Him that we find out who we really are. Because we, we can think we're all, you know, that and a bag of tater chips. And my life is busted. Toe up from the flow up. You know what I'm saying? Everything messed up. That's because I'm trying to do something in myself. Let's try, I'm trying to run things. But see, he's God. He is God. He don't need me. He's God. He's God. And if I just give myself back to him, see, see he, he bought me. He bought me. But he ain't sitting up there going, look, I done bought you. Get over here where you belong. He don't do that. He just woos you. I love you. And he puts people in your path to say, you know, to just love you with the love of God. And, and then you find yourself in some crazy church. Thank you, Jesus. And, and, and the Spirit of God is allowed to move. And, 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 and you feel that, you know, whew, this feels good. You might just be feeling, I got to get out of here. You might be feeling that. Just stay. Because the, we always say around here, ain't nobody mad but the devil. Ain't nobody agitated but the devil. Ain't nobody all up but the devil. I got in trouble one time because I told someone that I loved they had a demon. And they ain't spoke to me for years. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, um, sorry, but it's manifesting right now. Um, but then I had to say, you know, I'm sorry. Maybe I shouldn't have said that like that. Like that. But I myself, I, I had a demon. I was not possessed, but I was oppressed. And that thing run my life. Yes, it did. It ran my life. I could not overcome it. I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to be that way. 
but I was until right here one one night right here on right there literally right there I got a little too close Pastor Eileen and she jumped on my head come out that's exactly what happened and I had a I had an opportunity right then that I could have I could have went you know and got my feathers all ruffled up and left but uh-uh, I said, come out of me, come out of me, get out of me, I don't want you in me. And that thing broke out of me, and life became different. Life became different. I had to walk it out, but life became different. Because, see, I don't belong to myself. I don't belong to me. And he's doing everything in his power, everything to turn things around for me so that I will just go ahead and let him have his way. Go ahead and let him have all of me. Go ahead and just give in to him. You surrender into something. Oh, I know you think it's yourself. You're doing your own thing. I'm my own. I start to say man, but it ain't man. I'm my own person. I'm my own I do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it, the way I want to do it, because I want to do it. <laughs> no, you don't. No. I'm so sorry to burst your bubble. No, you don't. See, there are two systems, two systems in play at all times. 24-7, 365 days a year, there are two systems at play. One is the kingdom of darkness, and the other is the kingdom of God. And every single day, I line up with one of them. Every single day, I line up with one. Come on. I'm either in cahoots with the devil or I'm in cahoots with God. That's all there is to it. And if I do things in my own strength, my own mind, my own way, well, you know, I think this is what I'll do today. Guess who I lined up with? It wasn't God because I ain't even consulted him. Hey, you preaching good, Pastor Barbara. <laughs> I'll shout for myself. <laughs> Come on, Asia. Help me, girl. Thank you, Jesus. Because, you know, you know, it gets a little rough when you start talking about who you're serving. Because half the ch- more than half the church does not serve God. Come on. More than half the church does not serve God. We come to church because it's what we're supposed to do. We come to church because I don't want folks to know what else I do. Mm-mm. What? Oh, Lord, I feel the anointing, see? And he makes me say things. <laughs> I come to church and I go, I don't want nobody to know I'm looking at pornography. I don't want nobody to know I'm sleeping with somebody I ain't married to. 
I don't want y'all to know that I'm shooting something. I don't want y'all to know I'm smoking a little something. Just a little air now and then just to calm me down because I got anxiety or glaucoma. <laughs> I'm going to come down your street today, I think. Mm-hmm. But God, see, see, God, he's dealing with me about something, and we're a team. Are we a team? When he deals with me, I'm bringing it to you. <laughs> you going to deal with it? <laughs> I ain't going through this thing by myself, Shane. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and God is saying, can I trust you? Can I? Can I trust you? Are you going to lay it all down and go after me and do what I want, the way I want, when I want, how I want? Because it's all mine anyway. See, we don't have revelation of God. We do not. I ain't say you wasn't saved. I didn't say that. <laughs> but I do question some things. <laughs> we do not have a revelation of our Father. Because if we did, we would be walking in the fear of the Lord. He says, he said, don't, don't be afraid of man who can kill you. Be afraid of me because I can kill you and send your soul to hell. Be afraid of that. And I've always heard, you know, that the fear of the Lord is not... <laughs> Oh, my God. But we need some of that. It is that reverential, I know who you are. You are God, and I'm lining myself up with you, and I'm going to do what you say, how you say it. That's fear of the Lord. I, am, I heard um, John Bevere say one time that I'm not afraid of him, but I'm afraid to be without him. And I don't think it's going to hurt us to have a little bit of I'm afraid of you. Because <laughs> you can't send my soul to hell. It says, it says those who endure to the end shall be saved. Oh, man. To the end. I'm sorry, y'all. I can't be hyping y'all up today. I can't. Jesus. See, I went, that ain't in my notes. If you endure to the end, you will be saved. We in a fight, y'all. Come on, we in a battle. This ain't peaches and cream and everything is rosy. You know there's some thorns on them roses, don't you? And I'm not, I'm not up here to tell you that, you know, Christianity is too hard. No, the word says the way of the transgressor is hard. That's what's hard. I got to keep up with all them lies I'm telling. I got to make sure this one don't see that one. Call me. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's hard. That's hard to do. You got to cover everything. Being a Christian's not hard when the surrender comes. 
Everything's covered. I'm protected in submission. <sighs> Jesus, make me use that word again. That is not in my notes. I don't even know where we're going now. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I want to follow him. I want to go where he wants to go. Say what he wants to say. I belong to you. I, Barbara Cooper, I belong to you. And I want you to say what you want to say when you want to say it. I want to do what you want me to do. But he's, he's been dealing with me. You know, we've, we've been talking about um, tithing and, and giving offering and sowing seed. And, and God is he's, he's bringing us a breakthrough in, in finances. He's bringing us a breakthrough in finances. I'm not going to talk about finances today, I don't think. I might. But I do want to talk to you about stewardship. Stewardship. Because he's been dealing with me about stewardship. And that's not just your money. It does include your money. But it's not just your money. See, he gave me a life. And he said, you don't belong to yourself. I bought you. You are mine. What is a steward? Someone who manages someone else's property. Someone who manages someone else's property. This right here don't belong to me, but I am the manager of it, and I ain't been doing a good job. I'm just going to say. I have not been doing a good job. Management in incorporates time what do we do with our time Netflix <laughs> it includes my abilities the gifts that he's given me it includes my money because it's not mine it includes my possessions, my material possessions, because they're not mine. Um, let's look at 2 Corinthians 5, 10. We're just going to start with that. 2 Corinthians 5 and 10. It says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive for the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. What the world? What the world does that mean? What? He says, we are all going to appear before the Bema, that's the Bema seat of Christ. And, we're, and this is for reward because I've been judged. I was judged, my sin was judged at the cross, okay? My sin was judged. But everything else I do, <laughs> I'm fixing to go stand before Jesus Christ, and I'm going to give an account for it. And I'm either going to receive a reward, or I'm going to lose a reward. I have to give an account for what I've done in this body, good or bad. Oh, man. What he's going to want to know is how did you steward 
my life. <laughs> How did you steward my life? Because I sent my son to that cross and he died for you. And you said, come and wash me clean, Jesus. I accept you as my Lord, which is master, my boss. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And I want you to live through me. So now, when it's all said and done, we got to go stand up there. And he's going to say, okay. Did you obey me? When I told you to do this, did you eat that whole pack of Oreos? He, he is. Y'all think he don't care about Oreos? Yes, he does. Especially if he said don't do that. Stop doing that. That is not good for you. Stop doing that. This is my temple, and you are defiling it. Oh, let's just go there. That is, that is, is that first or second Corinthians? First Corinthians 6, thank you Andy, 19 and 20. See, he's, he, he wants to know, what are you doing with this life that belongs to me? 19 says, or do you not know that your body is, this is not metaphorically, <laughs> it's not a metaphor. Okay, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? You are not your own. Verse 20, for you were bought at a price, the price of his son. You were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. And in your spirit, which are God's. So I just proved to you that we do not belong to ourselves. If you ever, if you ever said, Jesus, come live in me. He took you serious. He took you serious. Your life does not belong to you. It is illegal for you to do anything you want to do. Now, it does say over here that I can. I can do anything I want to. But it ain't all good for me to do. Right? So, I'm going to have to give an account for what I do in this body, whether good or evil, good or bad. So, I would suggest that we all die to our flesh because that's the word of God. Die to your desires, die to your wants, because if you do not die, there is no resurrection power. Resurrection power only comes through death. Only. It's the only way it comes. So when, we, when I lay everything down and I just go ahead and die, then I can come up in his power, in the resurrection of the Holy Ghost, Jesus Christ, my God. He arose in power. And that is available to me. 
I, can, I heard someone say that they think it is their right to walk up to the gates of hell and kick it open. <laughs> Are you kidding? I am so offended. Because pastor told me that I'm going to have to quit acting like a heathen. Y'all, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I said, if he's going to deal with me, he's going to deal with you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for dealing with me. Because if he's dealing with us, that means we're his. If he, if he ain't dealing with you, I'm, I'm scared for you. I'm worried about you if he ain't dealing with you. He says he chastises. That means he whoops your butt if you belong to him. And sometimes he, he whoops us and we just keep, you know, we just keep. You ever had one of them defiant children? That you can whoop them and whoop them and whoop them and they refuse to cry. I am not, you know, just, and we can do that. And the next thing you know, we start getting calloused and hard and I don't hear him no more. I don't feel him no more. I just go on my way and do whatever, you know. But see, I'm, I still belong to him. My, my, uh, my life is going down this path. It's supposed to be going down this path. And so over here, there's all kinds of stuff that just keeps happening. God, he can't bless me. He can't take care of me. He can't do what he wants to do for me because I am not in his will. I'm not going down his path. So stuff keeps happening and we're like, God, what the world? What the world's going on? Well, what the world's going on is you stepped out from under his covering. Woo. I don't want to be out from under his covering. There's a real enemy out there, and he is out to devour you. That's what the word says. He's walking around like a roaring lion, seeing, seeing who he can devour. And he's devouring some of you. He's devouring you. He's tearing your world apart. He's done destroyed your health. He's destroyed your finances because he's taking it all. He's taking it all. And you say, well, that's what y'all preach up there too. You preach God. You got to bring your money to Jesus. There's a little bit of difference in that. I can't outgive Jesus. But the devil just keep on taking. Keep on taking. And next thing you know, I'm going to go steal something so I can get the devil some money so I can go do his thing. But when we get that breakthrough, when we get that understanding that God said, if you bring me your tithes and your offerings, I'm going to open up a window of heaven. And I'm going to pour you out a blessing, honey. You can't. I just want y'all to know that this year, uh, not this year, it was last year, we were given, given, I don't know, like, I'm going to say a rough estimate about, Thirteen to fourteen thousand dollars worth of stuff given to me. Given. I just had to go get it. That's all. And that's from tithing, giving offerings, something that we always wanted. Someone gave us a motorhome, a camper, a fifth wheel. Nice, baby. It is nice. And it was handed to us. Did not cost one penny. 
That's a God thing. That's a God thing. Because I started pulling on God. I'm giving you, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm tithing. I'm giving offering. I'm sowing seed, God. And you said you would rebuke the devourer. You said you would do that. And, and you also said you're going to open up the windows of heaven and you're going to pour me out a blessing that I don't have room enough to contain. Hey, I still got a little bit of room. Come on. He gave us that. Then someone gave me a diamond necklace that's like maybe three carats. <laughs> what? I weren't expecting that. That wasn't part of my inheritance. It wasn't. Someone just gave it to me. Not to mention the dollars. Not to mention that. That people that he said men are gonna give to your bosom. Don't think I ain't doing that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So see, whenever I give to him, he causes things to come to me. When I give to the devil, he causes me to die. <laughs> He causes me to get sick. He causes me to lose my house. He causes me to lose my family. He causes me to lose, lose, steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, but I come to give you life and that more abundant. So whenever I'm serving him, when I'm giving myself to him, then life should be getting better. It should be getting better, y'all. My relationships will become better. Okay. He says, blessed are the peacemaker, not the peacekeeper. So before those relationships get better, I'm going to have to do some war on my knees. Because this is how I fight my battles. I don't duke it out with you no more. Although sometimes I still want to. But I have to take it to the altar. I have to take it to prayer. And I have to tell God how much of a jerk you are. Come on. Y'all ain't never did that? God, Susie Q is a jerk. Why do you even have her in the body of Christ? Do you see how she acts? You see how, you, do y'all, that's how you do, that's how I pray. That's how I pray. God, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be looking at her like something's wrong with her. Because it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. So if I have a problem with somebody, my first thing I need to see is that I have a problem. There's a problem in me. Ain't nobody mad but the devil. Ain't nobody agitated but the devil. Ain't nobody, uh-oh, I'm going to say it. Ain't nobody offended but the devil. So if you get offended, it's the devil. And you need to get to the altar and say, God, you heard what Pastor Bab said, and she was wrong. She should not have said that like that. She's telling me I got a devil. And I'll tell you like I told that other one, and he's manifesting right now. Get to the altar, cry out to a living God, and ask him to set you free. 
Because every single time I had a problem with my leadership, it was in me. I had a problem. I went one time, was telling off on my husband. I was telling everything he was doing because he was wrong. He was so wrong. I got delivered. I got delivered. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. There's something on the inside of me that is not like you. And I belong to you. And I'm supposed to be a steward of this life. And so if there's something in me that does not line up with God, I have to get rid of it. Do you know that that is a mandate from him? I am commanded to be like him. Because when God says something, it's not a suggestion. He created me in his image. So if this is not his image, I have to deal with this. But I'm here to tell you when we get some things dealt with, things start changing. And oh my goodness, it gets so much better. Life gets so much better. It's abundant, that abundant life. That means I got everything I need. And I walk in peace in the midst of my enemy. I love that song this morning. In the midst of the storm, I'm going to raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. (laughs) My praise is a weapon, y'all. My dance is a weapon. My shout is a weapon. He didn't leave me without weapons. I just have to quit yielding to the enemy and get up and use them. Use them. Stop letting him defeat you. Stop whining. Stop whining because the devil's on my back. Get him off. Get him off your back. You're the one with authority. Get him off. Come on, intercessors. I need y'all. Get him off. It's time that the body of Christ rose up and became the soldiers that you are. You are soldiers in the army of God. You are not supposed to be browbeaten by the devil. You are not supposed to be whipped. You ain't supposed to be whipped. Devil's on me. I'm so sorry, y'all. That, y'all can read my notes. This ain't on them. The devil's on me big time. And sometimes we, when we're coming out, we do need some help. I ain't talking to no baby Christian. I'm talking to y'all been here as long as I have. Uh, Oh, Jesus. Tell my boys to pray for their mama. Because I know I'm stepping on some stuff today. Five years or more. We give you five years. We'll change diapers for five years. Five years old in a diaper? What? Oh, come on, come on. Let's potty train them quick. Jesus. Mm, I don't even know where to go now. It's time to line up with God. It's time to line up with who he says you are. And it is our fault. It is the church's fault. For you not knowing who you are. 
It is. The buck stops right here. I've been a teacher in this house for 18 years. The buck stops right here for not teaching you who you are. That's what we're supposed to do with all of these young ones that are coming in. Coming in. They're coming in. They're a new breed that's rising up from the ashes. Uh, I'll prophesy for just a minute over these young people, over these people that are coming up out of the trenches. They are coming up out of the devil's trenches. They are coming up out of that warfare, that ground warfare where he has been beating them where he has been destroying their lives. They are coming up out of it. And they are rising up with the Spirit of God all over them. And they know the power of the enemy. They know the supernatural. And so they ain't got no problems with the supernatural of God. And the church is supposed to be operating in the power of God. The power of God. I'm supposed to be able to look at someone and say, come out. Get out. Get out. Y'all say, well, Jesus the only one did that. Mm-mm. I'm supposed to be doing that. I'm supposed to be saying, be healed in the name of Jesus. Boop. You're healed. I'm supposed to be laying my hands on a dead person and they get up. I'm supposed to do that. You're supposed to do that. That's what you're supposed to be doing. And if we're not then we need to be doing some praying and fasting. Because we we not what he says we're supposed to be. Y'all know somewhere in here in the Bible, it's in here, Daddy will tell me where it's at. It's in here where it says that we need to go past the elementary things. Y'all know what the elementary things are? Casting out devils and healing the sick. Raising the dead, those are elementary You're supposed to be, like, you know, saved for 20 seconds, and you do that. Because it ain't about you. It's him. It's in his name. The name of Jesus. He said, those who believe in my name, these signs will follow. They're going to speak with a new tongue. Shando. Yeah. Also, I ain't going to be talking the same way I used to. They're going to cast out devils. They're going to raise the dead. They're going to cleanse the lipper, lippers. <laughs> cleanse some lippers, y'all. <laughs> They're going to they cleanse the leper. They're going to heal the brokenhearted. That's what he called us to do. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Hmm, I'm preaching to y'all. I'm preaching to me, actually, because all the fingers is pointed back at me. I hadn't gotten into stewardship. Well, I'm going to throw some out there. Thank you, Jesus, that I am not, if I am not what I'm supposed to be, if I am not who he says I am, then I just need to get on my face and say, God, show me why I don't do what you called me to do. And he will. But then, see, there's a, but then you have to act up on it when he tells you to do something. See, that's where faith comes in. And, and he says that without faith, I don't please him. So if I'm not having to step out in faith, guess what? Oh, Jesus, I ain't pleasing him. 
If I'm not having to step out in faith, I am not pleasing him. I mean, that's just what the word said. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. And I've heard people say, I'm talking about living like the devil. I've heard them say, well, you know I got faith. You know I got all the faith in the world. I know God can do it. That's not faith. That is not faith. Faith is when, I'll just use me because I don't know what y'all do. When you're up here in the praise and worship and all of a sudden there's this in your ear. And you go, God, what the world is that? I don't have a ringing in my ear. So you just feel an impression. It's not like a thundering voice. Go thou and layest hands on those with ringeth in their ears. <laughs> Y'all know that's how God talketh, right? <laughs> that's why we get so confused because, because he actually talks like, yeah, there's some, someone here with ringing in their ears. Go pray for them. And that was a that was a just an unction, it just you know. And I, so I stood there, and then I thought, I have heard Apostle Angie say <laughs> so many times that I ain't going home after the service is over and be beat up because I know I did not do everything I knew to do. So I'm like, okay, God, okay, I'm fixing to step out. And please don't let the anointing have already gone past. Because I didn't obey immediately. But I did obey. And so when I stepped up here and I picked up that microphone, that was taking faith that there was going to be somebody out here that had a ringing in their ear. That is, that is a picture of stepping out in faith. That's a picture of it. And so I had to just do it, not knowing what was going to happen. Not knowing if he was going to heal, because it's on him. It ain't on me. It ain't my power, as good as I am. It ain't my power. It's him. It's his. We are vessels. We're just a vessel that's supposed to walk in obedience. When he says, we're supposed to move. When he says something, then we're supposed to move. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. If he says something, then we're supposed to move. I am supposed to act upon what he tells me to do. That is faith. Faith is an action. The obedience comes before the faith, he said. If I don't step out in obedience, I'm never going to see God move. I ain't never going to see him work if I don't step out in some obedience. I got to hear him and then step out and do. It takes faith. Y'all, I saw, I, years ago, years ago, we, I was in New Orleans. At a, I don't remember the name of the church. But anyway, it was in praise and worship. And, and, and I literally felt myself, you know how an uh, elevator feels, you know. I literally felt myself go up and I didn't open my eyes I just kept my eyes closed and all of a sudden I saw myself standing just like this and there wasn't anything down nothing there wasn't no floor 
I was up in the sky. And I looked up, and it was like the New York skyline. I was up on top of a skyscraper in this vision. And all of us, and then I looked, and I saw these shoes right beside me. They were brown wingtip. Y'all know what wingtip shoes are? They were brown wingtip shoes, and they were rather large. And then right back here, I knew that there was people. There was, you know, a bunch of legs. <laughs> there was people behind me. And all of a sudden, I saw my leg come up. And whenever I stepped off of that skyscraper, something met my foot. And the other one, and something met my foot. And the next thing I knew, we, all of those legs that was with me, was just running all over the New York City skyline. That's faith when there ain't nothing there to catch you. Nothing. But you know God said step. And so when you step, he is obligated to bring something there. He is. And I just want to tell y'all that several years later, my husband likes to go to auctions. But he loves to go to auctions. And he bought this box of stuff. And in that box was those shoes. When he pulled those shoes out, I almost fell out in the floor. I mean, this was years later. Years later. And he pulled those shoes out, and I was like, oh, my God. And he said, what, what? I mean, he, you know, like there's a spider or something on them because it was in a box. And I, and I never told him before. I never told him that vision. And I told him that, and he's like, whoa. <laughs> but now, <laughs> look, now look at what's happening what God's doing because I went ahead and stepped out when I didn't know what was going to happen I mean it could have been bad <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen but I just went on ahead and okay God I know this is what you're saying do and so I'm just going to go ahead and do it and because I did <laughs> God's moving he's doing things we can trust him. That's the whole thing is we can trust him. You can trust God. You can trust him with your life. You can trust him with your kids. You can trust him with your money. You can trust him. We just have to obey. That's all we have to do is obey him. He says the willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. He's not trying to take my money or my stuff. He's trying to get something to me. He really is trying to get something to me. And if I'll just walk with him in that relationship with him, hearing his voice, obeying him, he's going to take us places and he's going to do things. My God, I was on the, sky, the New York City skyline running with my husband and a bunch of folks behind me. Yes. He'll take us places. He'll do things. My God, I'm, I told you, I said once just a week or so ago, I'm going to work miracles. I'm going to. I am. But I got to step out when I hear a ringing in my ear. Come on. I got to pray for a thousand folks that never get healed. Come on. I got to lay my hands on 65 dead folks that don't get up. Come on. 
I got to give something because he said to. Because it all belongs to him. It all belongs to him. My house belongs to him. My vehicle belongs to him. My money belongs to him. My clothes belong to him. My shoes belong to him. That's a touchy subject right there. But it belongs to him. Everything belongs to him. And he says, I'm going to close with Ephesians 5. Let's look at Ephesians 5. I think I'm going to close with Ephesians 5. Who even knows? I don't even know what I'm doing. 5.15. It says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Be careful that you walk right. Okay? Be careful that you walk right. He is watching how we walk. When I get to that Bema seat in front of Christ, I'm going to have to give an account for how I walked. Do you know that Mark, I think it's Mark 4, says that I'm going to give an account for every idle word. This is not just, let's just, you know, I'm going to have to give an account for what I do. I'm going to have to give an account for what I say. So stop speaking death. Speak only life. And life is what he says, not what I think. He says, see then that you walk right, not as fools, but as wise. Because you are, you are the wise. You are the light. You are the salt. You are. Redeeming the time, understand the time, understand the times because these days are evil. And they're going to get eviler. That's what the word says in Isaiah. Gross darkness was upon the earth. Gross darkness on the people. That means the enemy has them so blinded that they are just going after him right and left. Going after his kingdom. But Colossians says that he has, he has taken us out of the kingdom of darkness. And he has placed us in the kingdom of his son. There is two kingdoms that is active. Kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of God. And I have to, I have to decide which one am I going to line up with. Which one am I going to hook up with and go with. If I go with the kingdom of darkness, I'm going to reap destruction. If I go with the kingdom of God, I'm going to reap life. Good life. An abundant life. That don't mean I'm not going to have some problems. That don't mean that there's not going to be persecution. He says there's tribulations and there's persecutions. But don't worry about it. I already overcome. You just hang on to me. And we're going to get through this thing together. And I got to be the light. I got to be light. I got to be salt. I got to be flavor. Hallelujah. So if you don't know, she's already made the altar call. But if you don't know that you know that you are hooked up with the kingdom of God, then I invite you to come up here and get your knowing. You can, because you can know. 
that you have been taken out of this, this kingdom and you have been placed in this kingdom. And from now on, God, I'm lining up with you and I'm walking with you and I'm going where you say and I'm going to do what you tell me to do and I'm going to fight the enemy. I'm going to fight him. I'm going to stand. I'm going to put that armor on. I'm not going to let him browbeat me no more. He can't have my family. He can't have my family. He can't have my finances. He can't have my health. He can't have my husband. He cannot have them. This is mine. God gave it to me. He cannot have this. In the name of Jesus, the altars are open. We will pray with you to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your Lord. Your life can change. This day, your life can change in the name of Jesus. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.